Sports Entertainment Network. Please subscribe, hit that like button, and as always, leave a comment, and thank you for enjoying the video. Shot to right, slicing toward the pesky pole, down the line, and it's going to be out of here! Line down the right field line, toward the pesky pole, leaping up, and that ball is gone! That's a home run! They're brought of our Nesson team as well. High fly down the right field line, headed toward the pesky pole, that one tucked in, and that ball is going to be against the wall, and in the second base, number retired, and now Rafael Devers trying to retire that baseball inside the pesky pole. Welcome to another episode of the Pesky Podcast, brought to you by Boston Sports Entertainment Network. I'm your host, Arit. With me is the OG George Sutherland, and we got a good friend of ours. We've got from our bleeping city, Mikey Two Guns. So let's start with you, Mikey. What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, do other than than the Red Sox kind of uh, roller coaster of emotion of offseason, I'm doing fantastic, man. Um, you know, one of the best parts about coming on the podcast is, is seeing that intro. I love those pesky pesky Paul highlights, man. Gets me every time, but yeah, hey, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Hoping, hoping the Sox can I can give us some something more to talk about this this off season. Um, uh, you know, since the, since the last time I, I've been here, uh, I'm still doing my show, Our Bleeping City. Um, it's been it's been going great. It's been taking you know taking off. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of like some of these guys in, in MLB. You know, the the free, I'm a free agent. Uh, doing that independent thing at the moment, um, so uh, but it's great. It's great to be back here with you guys, talking with you guys. Uh, I know we. I know I, I was picking your brain the other day on the phone about the Sox off season, and, uh, and and you know what? And, and I guess I thank you because you made me feel a little bit more positive because I was I was a little bit. I've been a little like a lot of my fellow fans. I've been a, a little down on them, uh, but you know I'm sure we'll we'll, we'll hear that from you tonight. Uh, some of the things that you had been saying about about your vision of what you think they're going to do, uh, but um, yeah, glad to be here with you, you and, and you and your fantastic co-host George. Uh, and I'm excited for the season. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, I loved uh, our phone call we had the other day. You know, just talking, you know, just talking to Red Sox, mm. talking about you know what's been going on, talking about what could be going on. Uh, you know, the, uh, some merchandising strategy there too. You know, you are the T-shirt so, king. <laughs> but uh, you know, George, what's been going on with you, man? How you doing? Oh, really good. Yeah, doing fine. Everything is uh, everything is good. Uh, you know, waiting for the next two to drop for you know Red Sox postseason. Um, I, this has been so bizarre. I mean, everything is just moving at like a snail's pace. And it's not just us, it's everybody else. I mean, you know, I'm sure other fan bases are equally perplexed as to why the team isn't doing anything. But my goodness, this is just like the world's worst moving at glacier speed. It's crazy. I was sitting there listening to IPM podcast. Uh, I, lo I love listening to Joey Capone and Steve Peralt. And man, it, like, like Joey asked Steve where the Red Sox ranked on free agent spending and I was thinking, you know, really low, 
But we actually are ranked ninth so far in off-season spending uh, no with the Gio, with the Giolito uh, signing, and a, a lot of other teams are just not are just not really signing anybody yet. Uh, a lot of things could be possibly the, you know, we're gonna drag it out as long as we can to try to get the cheapest deal with some of the some of the guys. Uh, and I kind of hope that's where, you know, we possibly could get a starting pitcher where, you know, we just draw this out and uh, hopefully, you know, that's how we get. But, man, it's just the contracts. We were talking on the pesky party hour, Leslie, Mike, and myself, and the contract structures for these, some of these contracts uh, this offseason are ridiculous. We've got, Crazy. you know, Shohei's. 660 deferred money uh you know imanaga like okay we're gonna pay it two at at 30 and then you know we could sit there and and make it elevated to five for 80 and it's (laughs) like what the what's going on man like it's it's really crazy to see these and then we see uh teoscar you know uh signed that what one year? One year deal. Like mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's funny, you know, he, he went over there to waste a year that he could have went somewhere else because the Dodgers aren't going nowhere. You know, they can sign the world, but they, they went in the series. It, uh, I think the Braves uh, can easily shut them down in a seven-game series. So, but man, it's just it's crazy. Uh, the contracts, the signings. You know, Mikey, what are you thinking so far with the with the off season? How it's kind of quiet. It's when it is noise, it's crazy. This has been one of the most unpredictable and and just like out of left field off seasons for me. You think things are going to happen a certain way, um, and as a Sox fan, you get your hopes up about certain guys, and it's. It's basically just been the Dodgers this offseason. It's just the Dodgers. This is just the Dodgers offseason. You know, like, let's take every major free agent uh, that that teams might target as their number one. And let's, you know, not, let's not try to pick one or two of them. Let's just sign all of them. So, it, and the contracts, too, like, uh, I, I don't know if it was just, you know, it must have just all been just a pipe dream on, on my end. I, I thought the Sox had a realistic chance at, at Shohei. Um, and that, and he was rumored to, to really like Fenway, one of his favorite parks, uh, to have a good relationship with, with, uh, Yoshi. And then the Dodgers cut have came in and blew it makes Alex Rodriguez contract. You know, that one with the Texas back in the day seem like, like bargain basement with a 700 million Powerball lottery contract. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be like Bobby Bonilla's deferred till 2060, um, seventy million a year, just crazy money being spent by the Dodgers with all, like all the big names. Like I thought, maybe we might we had a chance at Shohei. Maybe the, the, we also heard Teoscar, um, the, Yamamoto. Uh, yeah, every guy had been maybe linked to the Red Sox. The Dodgers are just sweet. You know, have have really killed. Killed a lot of my offseason dreams, uh, and 
you had just said about the free agent spending with the Red Sox being ninth, it, it made me realize, you know, yeah, the Red Sox haven't done, you know, that much in my eyes because I had my hopes up. But there hasn't been – you haven't heard much from any of the other teams. I mean, you know, the Yankees did a few little, you know, the Soto and then, you know, traded for two. But I don't hear mo- – I don't hear much for, you know, like you don't think like, oh, the, the Indians got this guy or, you know, the, the Giants. There hasn't been much, many big splashes by any of the teams. So uh, there's still a whole bunch out there. Bellinger, Snell, Montgomery, hmm. you know, uh, yeah. uh, the third baseman. Uh, George, help me out here. Uh, oh, shoot. I just had that up, too. I all, uh, uh, He played for Toronto last year. Uh Uh, I'm trying to, yeah, yeah, of course. And it's crazy that I asked that I actually blanked on him because uh, Mikey and I were just talking about him the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it, it's it, it's there's a lot of big names still out there, and you know, no one else is spending really either. So. Uh, it, it, it's it's odd to sit there and see see that uh, you know we're ninth with only one really big signing, mm. and but then that just shows how much of a slow off season you know this actually is for you know the whole league. So, um, George, uh, what are your thoughts so far on on the the whole off season? you know, slow and steady. The winter meetings were really a sign of things to come. Nothing happened. And it's, it's, it's been like a slow drip, right? A little bit here. First Shohei, then Yamamoto. Oh, all the Yankees stepped in before that and they traded for Soto. Now they, you know, now they're just ponied up 31 million to, you know, for this year. Um, it's just, my God, it's just been so, it's been so boring. I mean, that that's just yeah. the, the sad part of it. But the other thing is, if you take a look at these contracts, and, you know, we talked about it, you know, before and, and just a couple of minutes ago, Shohei taking all that deferred money, and then you take a look at um, Imanaga's contract, it's like you need a secret decoder right to figure out what the heck happened there. You know, I mean, it's like, what are they doing? You know, it, are they smoking something in the back room? And say, hey, let's go up with something really different here. Why don't we do this? <laughs> right? I mean, that's what it sounds like. Are they just kind of throwing darts at the wall going, hey, how about we try this? I mean, the Shohei thing, there's nothing that prevents them from doing it. But I look for 29 other owners to take a look at this and try to, you know, curb that down the road. I mean, that, and I, I talked about it before. I mean, that's just like you, you know, why didn't you guys think of it earlier? No, everybody didn't think anybody would cross that line. Well, they did. They're trying to buy a championship, right? You know, the question is who's next? You know, they probably- I, 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 I want to say MLB really has got to rethink the, uh, the rules on that because it seems like a clear circumvention. Uh, circ- uh, they're circumventing the salary cap. Um, 
uh, and as uh, me and Josh had discussed the other day, it you know on the surface it looked like Shohei was doing the Dodgers a huge favor, but Shohei is actually going to make more when he gets that money because he won't be in California anymore with that high that high income tax. So that's almost a um, an added uh, like plus for the player if a team can can offer to defer it, and then the team can, as me and Josh had discussed, can bank that money, gain interest on it. They can make money. It, MLB uh, they got to do something about that. Like that just seems it 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 seems like they've uh, exploited a huge a huge flaw in the uh, in the agreement there. Um, and, and boy, have they ever exploited it. So, yep. Yeah, well, so I just want well, to say that part that, that part has been bugging me. No, no. Uh, one thing is, it's like, should MLB have a cap for deferment? Mm. You know, it, 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 if, if teams are going to start going that way, there, there should be, maybe there should be a cap for uh, amount of deferred salary that you can cap. Mm. Now, uh, George, Mikey and I was talking about a trade that, was supposed to happen a while ago with uh, with Alex Rodriguez. Supposed to oh, have been going yeah. to, to the Red Sox. Some some salaries, you know, were, were, were getting deferred and mixed around. And MLB stepped in exactly. and said, said, nope, you know, we can't be doing that. And then he goes to the Yankees. Right. It is crazy – why wouldn't MLB step in for this? Like you're the man's making two million a year, deferring six hundred and sixty million. No, six hundred and eighty million. Like it's the, the the problem is that there's no the, the, there's no prohibition against it. All right. It there's there's absolutely nothing spelled out. Okay, you're you're authorized to defer money. Happens in contracts all the time. You know, the Bobby Bonilla thing is the biggest joke of all. But, you know, to his credit, he, he got two other teams to go along and do that as well. So, you know, it's good to be Bobby. But th there's no prohibition. There's no, there's no fence around, right? So teams can get creative. But, I think you know, as I said before, nobody thought that anybody would go to that extent, Right. You know, on a seven hundred million dollar contract, if, you know, you'd think, all right, maybe they want to defer a couple of hundred million, right? Fifty up front, five hundred up front, two hundred deferred. I don't think any. I don't think the fans of, of any other baseball team would have went, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? But when you're taking two million, right, on a ten year contract that's supposed to pay out seventy, you know, there's something wrong with that. But you're right. I think something's going to happen now. MLB created this mess, and as we all know, MLB can be stupid at times. So the fix may be worse than what's wrong. So, you know, you, well, you can expect something like that to happen. Like, if you think about it, uh, and, and this will be the last time, you know, we're, we're, we talk about Shohei's contract for a while, but if $45 million is going against their books, then why not just defer the other $25 million per season? If 45 counts against your books regardless, if he's only getting paid two, why not just defer 
250 million <laughs> instead of yeah. 680. So, but uh, earlier today we, we went and threw out some questions. Uh, we threw out, you know, the fans asked the questions, and you know, we got some great questions. So, we're going to be taking uh, some time and going through what you guys, the fans, want to go over. So, uh, first question is from uh, one of our other guests, Ballpark Buzz. Uh, is the current catching tandem enough? Okay. So, George, let's start off with you. Uh, do you think with the catching tandem we have right now of McGuire and Connor Wong because uh, they will go, uh, McGuire and the Red Sox agreed on arbitration. So we are stuck with uh, Reese McGuire for another season. <laughs> uh, do you sit there and think that that catching tandem would be enough uh, to hold us out throughout this, the whole season? No, I'm not a huge Reese McGuire fan um, at all. I kind of wish they had parted ways with him. Uh, you know, I, we, we talked about, I, I wanted Mitch Garver, you know, I thought that would have been a smart pickup. A yeah, good bat can catch, can play some uh, DH, do a couple of other things for you. But yeah, uh, sorry, he's got to go. Uh, I mean, they signed, the, you know, they signed Perez as a good defensive catcher, you know, whether or not he sticks. I think he's got a better chance to stick than Jorge Alfaro did at the end of camp last year. But yeah, they they could use a, a a good veteran catcher behind the plate, and at least till Teal is ready. You know, you know Teal's if, if Teal comes up, it'll be the end of the season, and you know probably twenty five is when you're going to see him probably split time. So yeah, they they need a they need a they need a catcher in the worst way, and uh, yeah, uh, if I have my my vote, he wouldn't be on the team right now. So okay, M Mikey, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, is the current catching tandem going to be enough for uh, for Boston? I'm with you, I'm with you, George. <laughs> uh, let me say unequivocally. <laughs> Absolutely. Heck no. Uh, Reese McGuire, he may be a great guy, nice guy, but if you're going to have a catch, like a catcher um, that's completely lacking of power or, you know, hitting, at least have him be this like Christian Vasquez type defensive, you know, presence. Mm -hmm. uh, but he doesn't need he doesn't really do either end exceptionally well at all. He's very, he's his at best average. Um, and, and I mean, he hits for zero power average is not great. Defense is just very ordinary. Um, at best <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it, it was crazy. Like seeing, you don't usually see a player with, with the the number zero on the home run total for so long into the season, and the the one thing that sticks out 
with me is is seeing him. When is he going to hit his first home run? Like it's it's crazy how little production he gives us offensively. Um, and you know, I'd heard rumors of 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 the Sox going after that guy from Houston. Uh, was it was it Maldonado for a while? I don't know if he, if he resigned with someone. Um, I mean, even hit you know that that guy looks like he's got cinder blocks on his legs when he's running, uh, but at least he hits for a little, a little power and he's, he's great with the, you know, the pitchers. Um, it, I, I would have liked to see some sort of upgrade like that. Uh, I mean, Connor Wong is, is a good, de- great defense, you know, great defensive catcher. Um, but he too has got a really light bat. And uh, I mean, you, you got to get something out, out of the, the, you know, in this day and age of, of especially the American League East, which is just such a juggernaut, juggernaut you got to get some offensive production from the catcher. We, you know, we we pretty much have nothing. It's almost it's almost like a National League player player where the pitcher is the automatic out. It's almost almost to that point with these guys. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm more. I'm a little more worried with our catching pos- uh, position in the overall department. We only have two catchers on our 40-man roster at all. It's Wong and McGuire. If one of them goes down, who's the next one up? You know, last year we seen uh, Caleb Hamilton come up uh, a little bit, and he is no longer with the team. Uh, so who is who is that next person? You know, George brought up Perez, you know, that, that we signed. He could be the next guy. I'm, I'm throwing out there, I have heard nothing – but good things about this kid and from Alex Hoppy, CT, you know, Theo Denling, uh, Denlinger, Hunter Dobbins, a, a whole bunch of guys that we talked to interviewed. I would sit there and say in spring training, look out for Nathan Hickey. That is a name. He went out to the Arizona uh, fall league. He did really well out there. He has respect by his peers that he's, that he plays with. Uh, he's got a spring, a spring training invite. You know, he's also got an invite to winter weekend too. Uh, so, you know, he's a guy that the Red Sox want to see more from, see what he's got. And I can see him coming out, uh, being the next guy up to get called up if they're, if needed on the roster. So, uh, he swings a great bat too. I mean, he does. I mean, I saw him, I saw him launch one. In Portland, he, he he can and he drives in runs. He's he's one of those guys that you know when the situation comes up he hits. But yeah, he's definitely good bat. D- is doing better and better defensively. I mean, we've had they like said out we would you know Hoppy and CT talk about him and say he's good. They like throwing to him. So you know there's you know the, they were and their praise was high. So. It wasn't like, oh yeah, he's a good guy. And no, that they he's a good catcher. You know, is he is he gonna be a Kyle 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 Teal type? No. But you know, for right now, he could be what you need coming in off the bench. It's certainly better than what Reese McGuire is gonna give you. Yeah, just, just last year, uh he was with two teams, Greenville and Portland. Uh, you know, in Greenville he batted two ninety four with four home runs. And then he, because he wasn't down there very long, uh, right. right. Shortly before Hunter Dobbins got uh, 
Well, I think Hickey went up and, and then Dobbins went after. But when he went to Portland, he had 15 home runs, mm-hmm. uh, 56 RBIs, 335 uh, plate appearances. His batting average went down to 258, but that's noted when you're moving up. You're, you're seeing, you know, a little bit better quality pitcher too. Like his his OPS was uh, was 991. His on base percentage was 402. So, like he, he he's he's a young kid that is, and if, if I ever see him and he ever hears this, he's probably gonna get get tired of me calling him a young kid. But like it, it's it's just something that. You know, I, I, I have not heard nothing but good things about catching is right now. Me personally, I, I, I want to see Teal split it this year. You know, half the season in Portland, half the season in Triple A, you know, and then next year split Triple A and then may, maybe an MLB debut. But, but we can't rush, it, rush him, you know, because we all know what happens when we rush people. Look at Bobby Dahlbeck. So... Mm. But no, that that's that's where I sit there and think with the catching tandem, uh, you know, it's not the greatest, but the overall catching product, you know, when we look back at the catchers we've had, you know, Veritech for so many years, and then you know we had Vazzy. It's just now we, we're we're down to like the D level, you know, C level of catching ability. So next question from, is from Rob, you know, one of our one of our good friends and Jut's good friends. Uh, who is the one free agent on the market you guys think the Red Sox will realistically have a chance at signing? So uh, let's start with you, Mikey. Who's and and we know how uh, how your track record is so far. You want to show a Yamamoto, Teoscar, you know so. <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you pretty much you pretty much heard who I who I thought. So I, I, I'd say any player that you guys or, or the fans like, I'm not even going to say their name because if I say it, it's probably not going to happen because that's what's happened with every free agent that, that has happened this offseason. Um, so, I, you know, it's so hard to say because you, you heard that they – you heard Montgomery would be a, a target of theirs uh, earlier, much earlier before this, you know, before the free agency started. Um, it, it, like you said, Rit, a lot of teams are playing that waiting game. So perhaps that's what the Sox are doing now. Uh, I'd like to see them, you know, go after a, a decent starting pitcher like Montgomery. Uh if, if you give me the truth, Sam, do I think it's going to happen? Probably not, but I'd like to see them go from Montgomery, uh, and I'd like to, you know, I'd like to see some more activity. Um, uh, it, and it makes me think the Red Sox have the uh, that winter. Did they have the winter weekend yet? They didn't do that yet, no, did they? No, nope. uh, that's next weekend. And one red flag about that is: Did you guys hear how they canceled the um, like the Q&A. public? Q and A portion of it, <clears throat> so that that gives me a little um, cause for concern because y- y- you would think if they would, 
if they if their intentions of making a splash by by going after someone that's still there, they'd at least want to get their face on the TV saying, "Oh yeah, you you guys are you know missed out on Shohei, but yeah yeah you got you know Snell and Montgomery or or whoever." And they've already canceled that. They they do not want they don't want to face any of the public. So it's like, is, is the, the Giolito one year like going to be the big splash of, of the off season? Um, but uh, you know, if if I got to throw throw a dart at the dartboard, let's 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 grab let's have him grab Montgomery. Yeah, uh, George, well, what are you sitting there thinking? Who's going to be the one realistic shot we have? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, doesn't uh, Boris represent both Snell and Montgomery? Oh. Uh, I mean, I'm... I know he represents Snell. I think he also represents Montgomery. I have to look mm. that up. But, That's a bad sign. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, and I'm wondering if he's misread the market. Mm. I mean, especially after, you know, what happened with Shohei and Yamamoto. Uh, he's got these guys hanging out, you know, and then – a month pitches and catches report right mm -hmm. so as of right now i wouldn't be surprised if the Sox signed lorenzen and brought him in and your rotation would be bayo giolito lorenzen crawford and pavetta <coughs> put hulk in the bullpen where he belongs is it a great rotation? No. Mm. Is it a better rotation than you started the spring with last year? Yes. And you're not having to go to the opener. You still have a guy like Hauk in reserve. Who come in as a sixth starter, if you will. And let's let's keep let's keep Whitlock in the bullpen, especially near the end where he belongs. Um yeah. I mean, I, I that that's kind of where my head is at. They're not going to pony. I, I don't see them pony up the money to do that. Uh, I left I left Josh Winkowski off the list as well. So I mean, you know, the, you've got seven guys right there that you can interchange, and I, you know, Renz is not going to cost you a whole lot of money. Okay, and uh, I, I like how you're thinking outside the box there, George. You, you uh, know, one other one other guy I forgot to mention is pa is Paxton James Paxton still out there, right? Yeah. That, that's, probably, that's probably what's going to happen. He'll <laughs> be a cheap, cheap money guy that they'll actually take a flyer on. Well, man. Well, Rob, the one uh, free agent guy that I think we have a realistic chance of signing, and when we started the pesky party hour yeah, two months ago, we did an off-season you know, uh, transaction between Mike and Leslie and myself. And Mike brought up this guy, and I laughed at him pretty much. And I was like, no. And, and now it's it's down to us and the Blue Jays. So I'm thinking Mike Mike convinced me. It's going to be uh, Solaire would be our our re most realistic signing. That would give us that right-handed bat. That also give us a little outfield, which then would free up some some of our outfield. To go trade to get a starting pitcher, so I, I think that might be the way to go. Uh, have him bat fourth, put Devers at third, Casas at five, 
you know, you're, you're protecting everybody uh, overall. It's just, uh, it, it, Soler looks like he would be great at Fenway. And he wants to play here, it seems. He's got it down to us and the Blue Jays. So I think he might be one of the most realistic, uh, you know, ways to go. So, Rob, the, you know, we got three different answers uh, overall. So hopefully that answered your question. Our next question, George, is from our good friend Ed Han. So uh, I'm pretty sure Mikey and I cannot answer this question if we can. George, there you got, problem. um, got problems. <laughs> so, uh, George, Ed wants to know where does George take the wife for a hot date? Well, I, I, I privately messaged Ed on two on two places I like, but I'll I'll, I'll definitely make those public. Uh, one is Angelina's in Agonquit, which is about a half mile from me, and when I'm down in Mass, it's Luciano's in Rentham which is about a seven-minute seven drive to the uh, Gillette Stadium from there. Uh, both Italian, good Italian food places. Uh, service is always great. Food is always great. So, yeah, but those are the two. George, so, I, I've got to ask now. You, know, you said Italian. How are the breadsticks? You, you, you can't go to an Italian place without some good breadsticks. <laughs> yes. <coughs> I uh, gave Luciano's a little bit of a heads up on the bread, um, but you know it's either way, either way you can't go wrong. The food, the food, and the service is always great. And uh, yeah, I might be doing both of them in the next couple of weeks due to things working out. So, oh, see, it's a cheap plug. Uh, you know, George, throw throw a promo out there for each of them. <laughs> Try to get some sponsor money there. Uh, yeah. Really, <laughs> uh, probably Angelina's next weekend for my birthday, and uh, next week, the following that for my mom, we're gonna take her to Luciano's. So, man, can't wait! Uh, I expect some pictures, and you can tag Ed and I in on uh, on on Twitter. Oh, don't don't worry, I'll I'm gonna whatever whatever's coming on my plate, I I will send to both of you, especially Ed. You know, is he? He's the one that wanted to know, so he found out. He actually knows about Angelina. So, so okay. Uh, next question is from our good friend who helps us cover the uh, the Miami Marlins, uh, Nick Diamond from uh, from Nick Diamond Media. He's asking which Red Sox pitcher who hasn't made his MLB debut yet will impact the big league club the most in 2024. It's hmm. wow. a good question. Yeah. George? I, I think it's too soon to see Paralysis up here. Um, You know, guys like Mata have made spot starts across, so he's already made his MLB debut. Uh, oof. Yike. 
really good question. Do, do, do you think there's going to be somebody that does make their MLB debut this year? But like, if you would, it would have to be, you know, somewhere in the bullpen. I, yeah. I would guess. Gonzalez, Winkleman, Gonzalez, maybe. You know, he's risen fast the last couple of years. If they're in trouble or they need to rush somebody, he may be that guy. Okay. Uh, Mikey, what are you thinking? What, what, uh, who can make their uh, debut? That's 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 a such a tough one. Um, it's not like we have this this blue chipper in the in the in the minors where it's like, okay, are we going to see the you know so and so you know is it, when's it going to be a debut for so and so? There's there's not one name that jumps out at all. I'm looking. I, I just went to to the to the Woo Sox roster and. None of these pitching names, uh, you know, going to Benitez, Boozer, Gambrel, German, German, Guerrero, Hageman, Mills, Nunez, Olivares, Politi, Shugard, but none of these guys. I mean, I some of these guys may already have a little bit of MLB experience. Not one of those guys jumps out at me where I think, oh, this guy's gonna, you know, gonna be up this year. So, uh, you know, it's we had that one <clears throat> when Bella was on the, on the way up, uh, but mm-hmm. there is, uh, you know, your guess, anyone's guess is as good as mine because it's, and I think it'll be, it'll most likely be something situational that happens with like an injury or, or you know, a, a you know some type of double header situation where they they need a, a spot starter and you know then they they dip into the bag there. Uh, for a guy, just for a stopgap, maybe one of the guys on Worcester or, uh, well, George actually probably knows the the Sea Dogs roster, you know, inside and out. You know, maybe they go to Double A for someone that's, you know, still maybe not ready, but they they want to get someone for for a start. But yeah, we, we really that is one thing. You know, we have some great prospects in our system with you know the sh- you know, shortstop, the catching positions. Uh, there's no doesn't feel like there's anyone that that we're anticipating you know it's you know, down the timeline that's going to be coming up like like some of these other guys we have so uh might as well just throw a dart at the board with all the names and that you know that that's probably going to be just as good of a guess as you know any expert out there okay I, i'm i've got three names all hmm. bullpen pieces and I can see him being called up in September if all of them have great seasons like they did. All three of them are on Portland as of right now. Hmm. I see some of them starting uh, starting for the Woo Sox. One is uh, Bastardo. I can see him, you know, coming up. Another guy is uh, Richard Fitz, our man Dick Fitz, that we got in the <laughs> trade with uh, Verdugo. And a guy that's kind of near and dear to my heart, and I told him this to his face, that I will be seeing him when they play Scranton in A, and that he will be playing at Fenway before the end of the season. And that's CT. I, I honestly think CT, uh, his work ethic, his 
the amount of time he puts in, you know, he's he's already getting ready to ramp back up down to Florida right now uh, as we speak. And I, I can see him, you know, coming in and helping possibly a double header, maybe, maybe, you know, some bullpen help that we might need because who knows with, with Whitlock and how if more Whitlock with the in, injury than how, but uh, I, I can see, I can see, you know, one of those three making their MLB debut and man, I, I, me personally, I, I would love to see CT, but just for them to sit there and now announce Nick Fitz. I, 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 I just want to, I just want to hear that, you know, <laughs> over the intercom. So, uh, Nick, I, I hope we answered your question. Uh, next up, we're going to sit there and, and we're going to save uh, Pac-Man's for last. We're going to go Zach's question. He hasn't heard many podcasts address the back of the end rotation to this point. Obviously, we're missing some key starting pitchers in the rotation. Uh, but last year, we had seven plus options to slot in and still ended up with some ridiculous starting pitchers. How is the team going to get through this season? So that is from Zach. Uh, George, do do you want to sit there and start this one? Sure. Um, Okay, so, you know, Bayo and Giolito, one and two. uh, Crawford at the four or five. Pavetta, somewhere in there. I think I – you know I love the guy – Rit, you know, he's in an easy eater and, you know, he picked it up at the end, you know, second half of the season when he learned how to go east-west with that sweeper. Um, and Winkowski. I think Winkowski, they may, given what the, the situation is in the bullpen, um, I think they may try to put Winkowski back on starting role. They still need a, another starter, which is why I suggested Lorenzen on shorter money or, you know, like Mikey's idea of Paxton, you know, they, they need that. After that, you know, the strength in the, the strength of this team is in its bullpen. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, we all know that AC loves to burn through it. So, and I'm hoping that guys like Giolito and Bayo and Pavetta can give them six to seven innings so that the other two days of the week, if AC's got to use the bullpen, he's not, you know, throwing gasoline in the fire. But yeah, I think the back end is probably uh, Pavetta, Crawford, and maybe Winkowski. You know, if they don't sign somebody between now and spring training. Okay, uh, I, I, I'm going to break it down, uh, uh, Mikey. You can sit there and still collect some thoughts. Uh, I want to break it down like this, Zach. Last year, our start, our opening day rotation was Corey Kluber. <laughs> Corey motherfucking Kluber, opening day starter. Okay. Is he even in the league anymore? <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Last year we had seven options. Well, or, or actually, we can't even call them options there, Zach. But what we're going to do is we're going to say we had seven guys with the tag and the label starting pitcher after their name. Because Corey fucking Kluber was not an option. Paxton, he started uh, he started uh, on the IL. Chris Sale, 
was not an option. He's he his health is not or was not good for us last year. Whitlock, Hauk, they are not starting pitchers. They are bullpen pieces. So that leaves me four of them out. We had Bayo. We had Winkowski. That was a starter. They put him in the bullpen. Now they're stretching him back out. So there was six. Uh, and we have Cutter Crawford. Okay. And I said last year, early on, Cutter Crawford was going to have the most uh, wins on the team. And then we had Nick Pavetta who they moved to the bullpen, and he earned a starting position this year. So there is eight people, and half of them you can't call starting pitchers because their their health. Uh, Corey Kluber just being Corey Kluber. Like Paxton, uh, he didn't start a game till May, so he didn't have a full spring training. So I think this year is going to be different because – the guys are going in healthy. They're going into spring training healthy. We've got guys that can eat innings. George said it the best. George said our bullpen's our strong point. If we can get to the sixth inning, six and a third, six and two thirds, God yep. forbid if we can if we can get to the seventh, that that will help our bullpen out dramatically. We have one of the best bridges. From the sixth inning on in all MLB, you know, Jansen, Martin, Winkowski, uh, and and my man, Bernardino. Like, great right there. Boom, 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 boom. So if we can get innings from Gioletto, if we can get innings from Bayo, because Bayo can only, only get better, if we can get innings from Pavetta because Pavetta had had he ate some innings last year. That's that's three guys that can get us to the sixth. Cutter Crawford, you gotta take the training wheels off now. You know, yep. give, give him give him his first his first full season as starting pitcher. Let's go. And then whoever we get a trade, uh we could put you know Wink in there. I love Wink. Georgie, you must be listening to the pesky party hour. Because I thought I thought Mike was going to sit there and flip when 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 I sit there and brought up Winkowski as a starting pitcher, but he was all for it. So Zach, I, I hope I gave you a little inspiration to even think, you know, comparing the two, eight starting pitchers last year, four of them you can't count. So at least now we've got four starting pitchers that can eat innings and. You know, one that's got to get the training wheels off. So, uh, Mikey, what are your thoughts? Well, I, before that, I want to ask you: How concerned are you guys with the rumor that that Kenley might be traded? Because that that would then throw a wrench into the whole get you know get to that sixth inning. We got the the lockdown setup guys and a lockdown closer. I, I did not like that. I've heard rumors that Kenley could be gone before the season, which would really be waving the white flag. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're having another bridge year. Um, uh, I'm curious your thoughts on that, but yeah, uh, the back end of the rotation, it's, it's, you know, 
the fact that that we, you know, the the home opener last year, we were starting a batting pack practice pitcher, who was just, a, you know, complete shell of his you know former Cy Young self, and just, <clears throat> I mean, he was just serving up up batting practice pitches to be hit over the wall. Uh, you know, it, it's it's concerning after you know. I feel good about Bello and Giolito, uh, and they've really, they've really flubbed, you know, what they want, you know, the best roles for some of these guys like Whitlock, you know, bringing him in as a starter. And then it's, you know, he, he got the injury. Um, uh, now I'm blanking on, on, on some of the other names. I mean, you know, Crawford has shown Crawford, some. Crawford, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's so many question marks on a lot of these guys. Like, how how is, you know, it, it, he had such that scary moment with, the, with the, the ball to the face. Like, is he ever, I mean, at his best, he had some, some good outings, but is he ever, uh, you know, how – you know how severe is that going to affect the rest of his career? Uh, you know, you saw saw, saw like the guy um, uh, Bryce was it Bryce Flory? Yes, uh, I think. You know. Oh God, that, yeah, that, that was, was awful. You know, that that just was it ruined it. You know, it's, I mean t Tony G, Tony G, it's it's it killed, yeah. you know things like that can kill careers. So there's there's so many question marks at at you know the the back of this rotation. Um, which makes me feel like that the Red Sox solution is going to be sign a bunch of, you know, bargain basement guys that are either coming off major injuries or, um, or are looking to just get a one-year deal to maybe increase their value. I think Paxton is, you know, they'll probably bring bring back Paxton and uh, and have just a cluster of maybe like, you know, five you know five to seven guys that they think can earn the spot. And then they might stash a few guys in, in the minors, uh, but it's it. This back end is it's a to me it's it's a big unknown and it's a big uh, you know it's a big cause for concern after, after your top two guys. Yeah, uh, I think last year the biggest the biggest overall my happiest moment last year was a tie for two. When Trevor Story came off the uh, the IL and made that first throw to first base and it made it to Casas, <laughs> that, that 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 was one of my happiest moments. And number two was when Corey Kluber <laughs> went on the IL because he hurt uh, his hurt his pride was hurt. Like th th that was the greatest moment. And then they shut him down for the rest of the season. That was that was you, you couldn't sit there and and have like I, I felt like yeah. it was home run derby some nights. Mm. You know, with him him out there pitching, yeah. and and I I don't want to sit there and bash the guy, but you, he has to know when it's time to time to go. <laughs> and he, when he was in his earlier career, he was great. You know, down in Tampa, you know, early on a little bit in 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 Cleveland, great pitcher. But what? But when you lose he's, your mechanics, he's a candidate to, to go to Japan right now. He really is rediscover himself over there and come back. Oh, so, uh, speak, oh, speaking of Japan, trending. speaking of Japan, how would you guys feel if we got, or do you think we'd even consider Trevor Bauer? No, 
Really? No. Uh, I think Breslow would, would consider him. Yeah. But I do not, in a million years, think Red Sox Nation would would let that. Like that would probably be the biggest fu Red Sox Nation. You want someone? We're gonna we're signing Trevor Bauer. For you. <laughs> like uh, that's a that's a hundred and ten percent. Like you you want you want a starting pitcher? Okay, you got Trevor Bauer, and he's coming to Winter Weekend. There's a short. Oh my God! Can you see that? Oh my! But I can't. There there's there's got to be no more than two or three teams that would take that risk of signing him. The Pirates okay, aren't I mean, even going to the the A's won't even sign them guy. Right. Like you, you have to look at a minor league deal, and you know you have to earn it. But his reputation already. You know, even before all the other stuff happened, just his hot-headedness, you know, mm. throwing a ball out, out in the center field, like, that's not a major league player, you know? The, the, uh, but then then flashes of David Ortiz with that baseball bat, you know, taking it out on, on the dugout phone, you know? But, but at least he did it in a controlled environment of the dugout, you know? <laughs> But I, I don't, Mikey. I don't. I don't see that happening at all. Like, for that, that's that. That would not be a good. It's a sad state a good, that that I have come to. Can we get someone? Anyone with talent? Do we? Do we have to look at a guy like Bauer? Like, it's pretty sad that we've come to this point where starved fans of the Sox, these these last place finishes, has fans like me considering things like that. Uh, it it, it, it kind of. I mean, I I know you're positive, and and I'm curious, Red. I'd like to to have that take again on on your show on the show here, uh, about why you were feeling positive about this offseason. It's uh, it feels like we're just you know not trying to compete with the you know. Remember back in the day when they'd side Manny and get the 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 big boys, like, and now we're. You know, fans like me are, are are entertaining the possibility of 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 bringing in talented but majorly either flawed or uh, controversial guys, just because that you feel like that's the only way we can get someone with with some real talent. So uh, it's um, uh, maybe I, I need your 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 positive outlook, Rit, because I. As I think of it now, I'm feeling a little down on 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 this team. Well, well, Mikey, uh, I'm gonna sit there and 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 start it like this, okay? <clears throat> and DC is the one that says it the the best. And George, you know exactly where I'm going with this. Oh yeah. Guys, your age, and please don't take this the wrong way, are spoiled little brats <laughs> when it comes to Boston sports. Mm. Like guys like George and myself and DC, we lived through the '90s of Boston uh, Red Sox baseball. You know, you guys, we got, we got, and, and people say, "Well, you can't live in the past." We have gotten four World Series, the most, in you know this decade. You mm. know this. You know this. You know after two thousand. Mm. So Good point. the Patriots, look at them, you know, but they, they've had their, they've had a bad season, 
you know. And, and I've seen that stat since, like, 97. This is the first playoff where Brady or Peyton Manning are not in the playoffs. Wow. Since 97. That's crazy. I was in high school, George. You, you, you was in your third year of college, weren't you? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's a bizarre stat. I mean, it, it shows you the, the longevity of both players and the, the privilege it was to watch two extremely great competitors go at it. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, unfortunately, Peyton's career got cut a little short by, by injury. But yeah, when those two went at it, I mean, especially in the early two, the early two thousands, you know, mm-hmm. with the Colts and the Patriots going at it, you know, I mean, you knew it was going to be a shootout, and you know, Bill would somehow get into Manning's head, and mm-hmm. you know, at least in the beginning, until Manning started to figure out a little bit. But yeah, we were, we were privileged to watch an extremely great quarterback play. So. But yeah, that's what DC always says that that the, how the privileged younger generation is, and they 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 couldn't they couldn't sit there and and live through the 2003 playoffs. <laughs> how about it, George? Could you imagine if, if there was social media then <laughs> when, when we played the A's? <laughs> like that, it was horrible. You know. Uh, Carl Crawford, you know, oh, our, our, our our great savior, you know, <laughs> Pablo Sandoval. Oh, Before my he had Kyle Everett. Rent-a-rack, rent Yeah, like we sit there and, and, and we're privileged to see all these. But I, I will give you hope with my answer to the last question that belongs to Pac-Man. And what will the final roster look like for the 2024 season? Okay. I, I asked him, as of now or with additions? So he goes, predictions, you know, with or without additions. So I will sit there and start this off and let you guys go. I will go without no additions. Okay. So this is where I, I'm not going to predict that we have anybody just going off of what we have on the roster right now. And this is where I'm going to give you some hope there, Mikey. Please, please do. <laughs> so with the starting pitchers, we're going to have Bayo, Gioletto, Winkowski, Pavetta, Cutter Crawford. None of their starting pitchers, you know, have any injuries at all, like as of now. So they're going to able. Three of them are able to eat innings. Bayo will go to the next level this year. Cutter Crawford will get the training wheels taken off, and I think Winkowski is going to do a lot better this year in a starter role. If we don't get or trade or sign anybody, and it, he's going to sit there and win at least 10, 11 games. Hauk, with his. Okay. He, with his two pitches he has because no starting pitcher can, can work off of two pitches. Like I have, I, I couldn't think of one successful starting pitcher that does not have a third pitch. Hauk and Whitlock will both be okay in the bullpen. Uh, we, we have Bernardino, our, our bridge from Bernardino to the seventh Martin to the eighth Jensen to the ninth. 
you know, that is that that possibly could be the the best bridge in baseball. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's, de- it's definitely the best bridge we got in the American League East. So that takes care of the pitching side, Mikey. Is the Whitlock starting pitching experiment over? Are they have they said they're not going to keep him in the or he, bring him back to have, starter? They haven't said anything yet. But like they, they they said that he the him and Halk are both classified as starting pitchers. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, but but I'm trying to give you life. I'm trying to give you you know hmm. positive. Yeah. So I like that. Batting. We got Jaren. We got Jaren Duran leading off. Um, I'm saying Trevor Story will bat second. We have Devers batting third. Casas fourth. Paul O'Neill fifth. Yeah. Well, we've got the Smash Brothers now in our <laughs> outfielders. These guys are jacked. We got Yoshida. We'll be playing DH more, enjoying the rest. Uh, he's he's going to have more stamina then to go the longevity of the 162. <clears throat> I sit there and think in myself, Valdez will be our starting second baseman because a lot of people are, are just thinking Von Grissom is just going to earn it. Is just going to be having you know be the second baseman. I I think Valdez will definitely get that second base job. Over Grissom, I, th- I see Grissom starting out in Triple A at the beginning of the year, hmm. and and here be there with Reyes. Uh, the catching, we already talked to that is as good as it's going to get. So, now that's what we can control for our lineup, but look at the division, okay? Baltimore so finished first. Only only thing they they really done this off season. Sign Kimbrel. You, you're not going to continue to be at that level without signing another one or two people. You know, trading for one or two people. Uh, Toronto, they're on their decline right now, in my opinion. So that puts the Yankees there. And the Yankees, they just went and got, and got Stroman. Who, oh, they did. Who yep. at at Yankee Stadium, his career is a six point oh eight ERA. <laughs> so you better you, you better sit there and figure out how you're gonna pitch him on on all the road games because he's gonna get rocked at that stadium. Mm. I'd like to be Aaron Boone with him in the in the clubhouse with Verdugo. Oh <laughs> I, I think that's why Alex Cora sit there and gave him a smirk, you know, when they're on, on the, a FaceTime call. You know, he, he knew what was coming up. So, oh, yeah. and, and, and Toronto, I, I think, I, I'm not Toronto, Tampa. I think Tampa's time has come to, to where, you know, they, they got to be close to their bag of chicks, you know, being empty. So, I predicted, this is what I predicted so far in the last couple episodes. Winkowski's going to prove he's a starter. Devers is going to have a true MVP season. And the Red Sox are going to finish third in their division. So. Will that be good enough for one of the wild cards? It should be. Yeah. So. I would take that. So, so Mikey, just 
just enjoy what I said. Yeah. And and George, we're, we're going to let you lead off on what will the final roster look like in 2024. Um, I think that Grissom stays. I think your utility guy is, is uh, Reyes. Uh, they need a right-handed bat. Um, and I would not be upset if they brought back uh, Adam Duvall mm. or Mr. Rubson Durden and himself. Uh, I think that they need they need right-handed power, and they need they also need a solution for first and third uh, to give Casas and Devers a day off, and they don't currently have that as currently constructed. I think they do make a, a pitching some kind of pitching acquisition. I would think by trade, but the free agent, as I said, I'm Lorenzen wouldn't surprise me. He's he's low enough price that I think that. That makes a deal. Mikey asked about Jansen earlier. If they trade Jansen as part of a deal to get a pitcher or to us an unknown right-handed bat, say, right? Between Martin Hulk and Whitlock, either one of them can be a either one of them can be a closer. As a matter of fact, Martin's done it for us. You know, when Jansen wasn't available. AC put Martin out there and said, hey, go, go close, big boy. And he did. He's just got ice water running through his veins. I don't think he cares whether he pitches the eighth or the ninth. He's just going to go out there and do his thing. You know, he's not the prototypical closer by any means, but he can certainly do both. And we've already seen that Whitlock has the capability of doing it as well. Last year they decided to make him a starting pitcher. I think that's a fatal mistake. But, you know, I think that, you know, and because of Hulk's limitation of only having two really good pitches, that's what makes him such a, a weapon out of the bullpen. So, yeah. Uh, I still have a couple more pieces, a pitcher and a right-handed bat. But, yeah, I mean, I think their bullpen's fine. And we talked about the guys in the rotation before. Uh, but, yeah, they need a – they need a right-handed bat, and they need it now after a pitcher. Bats are easy to find, okay? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, we're getting a bat now. We're getting a bat. No, pitching is hard to find. And this class of free agent pitchers is not the greatest. You know, it really isn't. You've got no real blue chippers here. You want to take Madison, Bob, uh, what's his name, uh, Clayton Kershaw? Not at this stage of his career. Is he still a free agent? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Like he signed, to my knowledge, he hasn't. Um, but I mean, you know, this this, this this isn't great. You know, Yamamoto's gone, and Shohei's gone, and Shohei couldn't pitch this year anyway. Yeah, you'd be at a rough go on signing Brandon Woodruff to a James Paxton deal, knowing that you're going to get him in twenty. You're going to get him in twenty five, maybe the end of twenty four, but you're certainly going to get him in twenty five. That would not be a an insane thing to do either because he's going to be looking to come back and you know he's you know he's coming off of Tommy John so why not yeah and I do see the miss I, I and I both agree I think they're third place in the AL East 
It's so, currently constructed. I have them somewhere between 85 and 88 wins because I think their pitching is better because you don't have Corey Kluber going out there serving up gopher balls. And you have a bullpen that's now got some swagger behind it. And you got Trevor Story, hopefully healthy for an entire year to, you know, kind of cement down the poor defense in the infield. And you got some and you got some youth running around that can they can hit and they can fly around the base pads. Different look team. Yeah. So, so Mikey, what is what does your 2024 uh, final roster look like? <clears throat> um, it's very similar to what George said. Uh, I think, and I don't know if it's just part of, because he was part of the Chris Sale deal, I think Grissom does start the season up here uh, just so they can, you know, Kind of show. Oh, this is the guy we got for sale, um, and <clears throat> they definitely do need another right-hand bat. I, I think, I, I think a familiar name that they may actually end up signing would be a guy like Justin Turner. I think they bring him back. Uh, he was such a good fit here last year, um, and he can, you know, he he can spell Casas at first. Do some DHing. They need a good veteran presence like him. Uh, so I think he does end up back on the roster. I think they're going to sign. Uh, I think you know, guy like Paxton comes to mind. Uh, they add to the rotation. Um, and, and we talked about it, Josh, the other day. You, you said this is going to be this upcoming spring training is going to be one of the most entertaining ones we've had in a long time. And that is because of the competition at so many positions. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I thought about that. And I, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, it's, it is going to be interesting to see what the final roster does look like. Cause there are a lot of question marks, a lot of unknowns and still the, you know, that Breslow is, you know, definitely still got something up his sleeve. Um, uh, but th those are the, the Turner and the, you know, Grissom being, being on the, the, the roster, those would be probably two of my, my predictions of, of what's to come still. Uh, and, you know, camp, though, the, the camp will, will tell us a lot. Uh, it'll be nice to see some competition, uh, down there and, and let's see who earns it. Yeah, uh, I would love Turner to come back. If Turner doesn't come back on this team, I was talking about it on the pesky party hour. Our backup third and first baseman on the bench, we're going to be seeing Bobby Dahlbeck come back up. Mm. <laughs> so that, that that's why spend money when you can bring someone else up that you know you're already paying. So. Uh, that that's just what what my opinion is with that. So, but guys, that, that's all the questions. You know, there were some great questions that uh, that you guys yeah. asked us. Mm -hmm. uh, I I hope we answered your question, uh, Zach. I hope uh, I I hope I really really got it into your head that you know this is a different starting pitching group than last year. 
uh, that we had because, man, it's I, I actually feel a little bit better this year than, you know, I did last year. So, but guys, make sure you sit there and head on over to our YouTube channel. It's at BSEN617. Hit the subscription. Uh, check out all of our podcasts that we have over there. Dynasty Proud, Kings of Causeway, uh, Foxbell, uh, Foxborough Fellas Podcast, where you might see George over there every now and then. Uh, make sure you, you hit the QR code up top. It's not only our store now, but it's also our website. You got the links to all of our articles that our writers write, like George. Uh, you know, he, he has Sunday uh, thoughts almost every Sunday and emergency one uh, every now and then. And, you know, th- check out the merch. I, I, I know Mikey loves the merchandise uh, over there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, him and his, him and the, the missus were sitting there and, ordered plenty of stuff. George has ordered plenty of stuff from us. Uh, Christmas gifts galore for everybody. So uh, we do got two or three new uh, items available. You know, we've got the uh, Slater uh, captain shirt for, you know, his his last game. Uh, We've got one that Leslie has designed uh, for the Bruins fans. It's uh, Puck Around and Find Out. You know, 1924 is the is the centennial this year. You know, uh, so so guys, uh, and and then don't forget our other patriot, uh, tanks for the memories, Bill. Uh, you know, shirt because uh, as we know, Bill Pars, yeah, Bill Parcel, Bill Belichick is no longer with. As you see, I was thinking of a better team, the Giants. Uh, it's Ooh. no longer with a, a with the uh, the Patriots anymore. So. But guys, that's that slate uh, one too. That you can't forget that Slater one you got there. Oh yeah, yeah, the the, the captain. Yeah, the captain. Mm. So, but uh, but guys, sit there and uh, check us out tomorrow night at uh, six p.m. where we're going to be talking uh, the BSEN roundtable. We're gonna have everybody from you know the podcast on. Just go back and you know, we're gonna be bringing you the Celtics news. The Bruins news, the Patriots news, Red Sox news, and you know we're we'll be answering your questions. So, for OG George, for Mister Mikey Two Guns, the hottest free agent on the market, and myself, check you out next time on the Pesky Podcast.